If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello there, dear listeners. You're about to hear The Boop Show. And oftentimes I get asked by Boop Show listeners, is there a way to support the show that won't break the bank, but also let me just show my love to the content I love the most? And my answer to that question It's never really asked in those terms, but when I answer that, I say, yes, there is. It's the Frog Pants Patreon at patreon.com slash frogpants. Go there today and give what you can. That's patreon.com slash frogpants. This is the Boop Show for April 1st. 2019. Oh, I should say April. April 1st, 2019. Hi. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Making me laugh with your dance today. Plus, I am a bag of chips here. I can't talk. It's uh, the Boop Show. Hello. Hello. It's me, Scott Johnson, with Brian Dunaway over there. What's going on, Brian Dunaway? Hello. I'm a bag of chips. Yeah. I can't talk today. That's a, that's a Scottism I've ever heard one. Yeah, I'm a bag of chips. Sometimes you just got to say what you got to say. I got, I'm, I'm now, are you out. like, are you like, you know, the, are you like the, the bag of chips with the, with the, you know, the, all the air inside with just a little bit of chips at the bottom or? Always. <laughs> yeah. 100% always. Uh, plus, I'm nursing a cold. Some. It's making Some me stupid. May yeah, maybe, but it's making me feel stupid today. I feel stupid. Oh, you hey, know. you know what I love though? But hey, what's I love when I get sick? I'm not okay. I don't really love when I get sick, but I do like the advantage of being sick and at home all day and playing video games. Oh well, I wish I'd have done that today. Instead, I've worked most of it. I did fall asleep on the <laughs> couch and not, got a kink's neck. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, as yeah. long as I'm not puking. Oh no, no I puking, no puking. Yeah. Just a cold, just a mild cold. Yeah. I haven't puked since 2005. It's still. What's a... your favorite? What's your favorite sick day video game? Do you have one? Uh, like is, is there a genre? Yeah, I think it's just MMOs, just grinding it yeah. out in uh, World of Warcraft or something like that. I think that's right. it. Yeah, because you can kind of mindlessly do that and not have to think too hard about it. And... Yeah, you can cough. <laughs> oh, yeah. you gotta collect some more berries. Yeah, you can have a little TV going. <laughs> Uh, right you can just chill yeah i think that's the that's one what, like. what about you what do you do well i you know the last couple of times i've not felt i have felt uh, under the weather i've played a little arena magic the gathering online uh, oh just, yeah you know, just little, people seem yeah, to like that they like that implementation of of uh of magic turns out yeah and i don't try to focus too hard on it. i just that's one of those where i just kind of just like play through it's like whatever i'm wherever i'm handed I'm like, yeah, I'll play that. Yeah. And it looks good. That's, looks there's good nothing too. wrong with that. I can't do mobile yeah. when I'm sick. For some reason, mobile Ooh. games make my head hurt. Yeah, uh, I don't like that. Even on, an, even on like a big tablet, it's just like, I don't want to no. do this right now. I need to sit in a place where I'm just sort of back a little bit and kind of slouched and right. sit in my own filth. Yeah, that's the way and, to live. And then find that ice cream in the freezer you forgot you had. Oh, ice cream? that's a bad idea when you have a cold. You get all oh. congested. 
the new. Oh, I know, but still, it's so good. It feels so good to the throat. Because usually when I get a cold, it's like the throat sore. Oh, yeah, but then you're all mucusy from all the milk matter you just put in your throat. Ooh. Milk matter? <laughs> milk matter. <laughs> what? <laughs> milk matter intolerant. All right. Mm. Uh, it's time for a video game show, everybody. It's called The Boop Show. We uh, get on here and old pals, Scott and Brian, talk about video games they're into and kind of stuff we're playing right now. And today's no different. I'm going to start us off today with a game I just got a code for and wasn't sure what it was until I plugged it in, turned it on, and saw what was what. And it's a game called Deck. Deck, D-E-C-K. Hold on, my sneeze. All right. Excuse me. Deck of Ashes. Deck of Ashes. Have you heard of it? No. Is is, is this like uh, is this like a card game? It is. Cards are involved. Um, oh, that's weird. That's not working at all. Hold on a second. We're supposed to be seeing it. Um, Deck of Ashes, a card game by a publisher A Games. A Y E. Yeah. Games. It's uh, yes. And here's the deal with this here game. It's uh, you 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 know about Slay the Spire. You've at least heard of it if you haven't oh, played yeah. it. Yeah, I've played it. Yeah, very popular. Hope that comes to other tablets or other tablets, other platforms because I think it would do well just about everywhere. Um, it's got a terrible art style, but the gameplay in uh, Slay the Spire is really awesome. But it's it's a uh, unlike the game you just talked about, Arena, which is a deck uh, collector mm. or a CCG. Art. This is a deck builder. Mm. And by builder, I mean you kind of have this roguelike campaign thing where you go and uh, you take your character out into the world and you uh, fight whoever you run into based on a bunch of cards that you collect throughout the adventure. And the, 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 the stuff is kind of random every time. And the first few battles you have are simple or not simple, but not less hard. Uh, but you also have less powerful cards. So it's got kind of a slow ramp up. And every time you uh, win a battle, you might get some cards out of that as loot, or you can get those at little uh, uh, purchasing places on the way, or there might be events on the map where you can get those cards. That's true of Slay the Spire. It's tr- definitely true here. I'm also playing a game on iOS called, um, now I've forgotten the name of it, uh, Pirate Outlaws. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Pirates Outlaws with two S. I don't know why it's that's a terrible name because there are pirates and outlaws. There's like so many of them. Yeah, I don't know if that's possession or if that's pirates slash right. outlaws or if that's pirates outlaws. I don't. I don't understand. It's like uh, <laughs> Carl's Jr. It's like buying a chicken sandwich at Carl's Jr. Jr. Yeah, I love Carl's Jr. Though. So anyway, hey, yeah, it's and you're on your anti heroes. So this is these are all like our anti hero kind of games. That's well, e, uh, no, you're still a hero. Like you're still a you know, you're picking a hero and you go out into the world right. and you're trying to conquer evil and all that. Um, but you do it with card battles. So in like Slay the Spire, in this game called uh, Deck of Ashes, you go into the world. There's an overworld map and you can choose kind of what path you want to take. And especially when you just start out, that's kind of all you can do. There's a lot of stuff to do at camp, like upgrade your stuff and do some other things at camp. But we're not going to talk about camp for a minute. Um, I'm going to talk about the actual gameplay. So you go out into the map. And you're like, ah, oh, there's a battle. So you click on that on the path, and your little uh, icon scooches up on the map to the, where the battle is, and then you go into battle mode. And battle mode is this, uh, right now there's only this lady available. She's like a mage, uh, evil mage. Or she was a, there's a whole story about her uh, getting turned into like a, a super-powered uh, fire lady, okay? Oh. I couldn't tell you the exact details of the lore. It was all a little bit over my head. But 
Anyway, she gets all uh, fired up, and you put her out there, and she's all right, and does a lot of, you know, like a fighting game, standing there, and then across the way, three or four bad guys, clunk, get thrown down in front of you, and now you got to fight them. It deals you five cards to start with, I want to say. I think it's five cards. And you have a total of five action points, and each card has a little action point indicator, how much action it'll take to use one card. This is exactly like Slay the Spire. It's exactly like uh, the one I just said, Pirates, Pirates Outlaws. Uh, let's say Firebolt. That'll cause 10 damage to the enemy I want to hit, okay? But it's going to cost me three points of, uh, 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 what do you call it? Three points is of... It act- uh, is it action points or is it just like something you collect over time? Action what points, action points, yeah. Action and you can points, those can increase because maybe you find a relic that gives you two extra action points for every round. Or, you know, you can augment that. Um, again, Slay the Spire, same thing. They do the exact same thing. Uh, and so does this other mobile game. So if it sounds like I'm saying that this is not a ripoff, but if, I'm, if it sounds like I'm saying this is a lot like Slay the Spire, it is absolutely a lot like it. Now, there's a few key differences some of the card play is a little bit different. How you use your cards, how you discard cards after a round. It doesn't. They don't really have that mechanic in these other games, but this one does. Uh, but other than that, it's kind of the same. Um, you use whatever you've got action points for. You try to be strategic and tactical about it. Like, well, let's see. I'll give myself 10 shield and I'll attack him for one uh, or for 10 points. And those are the two cards I'll use up. And then I'm, you know, I'm all out of action points. And now it's his turn. And now the ugly demon or the creature on the other side casts whatever he's got. And you go back and forth until only one of you is living. Now, the more, uh, the, the better you do, the further you get, obviously. And if you get to the big boss, you get a ton of rad loot and a whole bunch of cool stuff to start the next run with. If you don't get there, you have gold to go back and spend, but you're dead. You're done. You got to start over. Um, the levels or the, the, the order in which you do your battling is is procedural meaning it's all sort of random not random right. but you know happens in a procedural way and and it's never the same so it feels like a new game every time you're playing it and um i guess all i would say is if you like slay the spire this is a totally like that except it has a really it has an actual art direction <laughs> yeah just, that's what i was gonna say yeah. because just looking at it i love the background stuff now the all these characters look very stiff i'm assuming they probably kind of bounce in in like in their in their space, they just kind of move up and down, make very limited oh, yeah. animation. Oh yeah, uh, is that kind of what I'm getting? Yeah, for sure. And, and all then, three all three games, this is true. The only difference yeah. here is that this has a lot of intricate detail in the art, but it's still kind yeah. of these aren't battles where when you play the card, your character winds up and throws a really rad fireball across the way. I yeah. wish it did. That'd be awesome. Like right. I'd, I'd be super into that idea. But uh, I that that cost money. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I get the feeling this is an up-and-coming genre segment that's just going to keep happening. And I think it's right. going to be bigger and bigger on mobile. I think uh, things like the Switch are going to start get inundated with games like this. I think Steam's going to be a test bed for this sort of stuff. And I don't have a problem with that. I 100% think that's great because I like it when things get iterated into something, somebody comes up with a great version of it, and then suddenly everybody wants to make one or outdo it. I think that's good for the business and good for the industry and good for players. So I don't see this as just a bunch of clones of Slay the Spire. I see this as, well, at least so far, and this one's an example of that, I'm seeing quality attempts to achieve what Slay the Spire does. Uh, If I'm going to be honest and tell you which of the three of those I've just mentioned that I prefer playing the most right now, 
I think it's this Pirate Outlaws thing on on mobile. Mm. And part for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's not a free-to-play uh, microtransaction-y stupid game. So you can just buy Pirate Outlaws, Pirates Outlaws, and just play it. So it just costs my money. Par- my pirate Pirates in-laws yep. meet the pirates. Exactly. Uh, Every, yeah. <laughs> everything in the game you earn in-game. There's one exception. If you wanted to buy a bunch of gold, I guess you can. But also there's a character in there that you can only buy with money and they make it a point that that's it's a four dollar and 99 cent character uh right you buy him you get all his abilities are are money abilities so all of the stuff he shoots out or hits you with are all made of gold or gold comes spraying out of things or Hmm. he's just meant to be money guy and he's all fancied up with a fancy hat and all this it's all very jokey and everything but you can pay five bucks and just get that dude and that's how you can support the developers so I don't have oh, problems with stuff like that when it doesn't affect or even have anything to do with gameplay. It's like purely a support thing. Totally, totally yeah, and, cool with that. And that was a lot more cartoony, and it's it's a little cuter. Oh, it's a lot cuter. Are. Yeah, it's a lot more low yeah. poly sort of, and intentionally too. But it's it's not. Yeah. And the thing is, these games don't really need the card play is what matters most. They don't really need yeah. fancy graphics to to blow people away. But I am I am looking for that time where somebody makes where they nail the card combat really well. But also they go crazy with the with the visuals. I think that would be super cool. Right. And they wouldn't have to do that much to do it. Like, you know. No, have, I mean, because you're talking about some animatics, right? I mean, you're just talking about a little bit of a little bit of animation would right. go a long way. Right. This this deck of ashes, which doesn't release until about nine days from now, the tenth. Yep. Uh hasn't come out yet. Uh it looks good. I like the I like the art style. Like you said, the art direction looks like they had at least had one. Yeah, they have an artist somewhere working. Right. And it's kind of it's it's a little uh uh What's the uh, darkest dungeons style ish? A little brighter than that, but kind of in that vein. Again, a, a really cool aesthetic that I think is rad if people are working within that. Um, how's the, how's the voice? Is there any voice acting? There is. Uh, it's minimal. It's mostly right. like sounds. It's not I'm a lot of that. talking. I'm, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, at least this version. I don't know if the final will have it. This says in the when you go launch it, it says the welcome to the demo, but it's it's clearly like a early access you know build of right. the game uh, there's only one character available the other characters that you can choose aren't aren't unlockable yet um one would assume when this hits in a couple of weeks that it will have all of that but uh yeah it's it's missing some features but the core of the game is there i think what impressed me about it or what's the big difference here is uh slay the spire and games like it are just kind of branching paths so when you're between battles you're just like well should i go that way or this way i'll go this way oh it's a battle i better fight or this one's like, oh, it's a treasure. I'll open it up and take whatever is is in the box. This has this big, I think, more complicated sort of map. And it's full of everything from events to battles to shops to rest places. Um, mm-hmm. Like a, kind of a more of a and d approach. And so you're you're clicking on these other areas, not necessarily sure what you're going to be getting. And sometimes you lose these events. Like, will you negotiate with the with the trader on the road and you hit yes. And then you may walk away with a bunch of gold or you may walk away with 10 less hit points because it turns out he was a, he was a, a fake and he stabbed you and took your money and ran. So you lost both blood and money like that kind of thing. Dynamic, interesting. You got to make a lot of choices up there. It's not a, you know, it's not like you're spending hours there and hardly, hardly any time card battling. You mostly card battle, but uh, there is that aspect to it. Um, Again, I cannot reemphasize this enough or emphasize this enough. 
I'm not a big CCG guy. I don't really like games like Hearthstone and Magic Arena and Eternal and all those games. They're fine for what they are, and I know they have their audience. They're, it's just never been my thing to try to buy packs of things and hope I have cool cards in those packs and then dust the ones I don't need and then make ones I don't have. And I, It's not my thing. What I like is this approach. A deck builder in the traditional sense where as I go through the game... I unlock the the ability to make certain cards. Now I have them all the time. Um, it's it's not the the their monetary model for this game is not buy cards. They don't. That's not it. Right. It's here's the deck. Now play a game. Like like it would be like here's the difference, Brian. It's like me handing you a deck of poker cards and saying, Brian, let's play poker. And you're like, yeah, I'll build a hand and make a hand out of this deck of cards that you already have and you're done with. Or it's me like me saying. Here, Brian, is an ace, a two, and a queen. Good luck building your deck. And then you got to play and play and play until you build your 52 cards. I don't I don't want that that version. I want the previous version. I want to build it as I play it. I want right. to play the damn game. I don't want to play I, this. Yeah, I, you know, that I'm I'm kind of almost the opposite. I almost hate the part where we play the game because I, I, I get so excited about building the deck that it can only be disappointing when it doesn't perform. Is I had hoped. So I actually I like the, I like something to dream. It's almost like how I play D and I've made so many character sheets. It's insane. Mm. And it's like because once you actually get into the situation, you're like, oh, I've got it. I've got it all figured out. My character does this, and I rolled really well. And here we go. And my character sucks. Mm. It sucks. Oh, I understand. Can he die quick enough? Not even. Sometimes oh, the, the building this, is the fun part. I understand that. Sure, it, it is fun part for me. Deck of Ashes is a uh, is a is a games a y games. It's a Russian uh, developer. Russian joint. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and they've got like they've got like four or five artists on on staff. They've got got a pretty large staff with a pretty big group for this thing. So that's, I guess that's the reason why it looks so put together so mm-hmm. well. No, it has that one problem that I don't love about a lot of games these days with lower budgets. And that is like, you know, these engines support doing all kinds of stuff. Really, it's just sprite rigging, you know? They're not really right. doing anything fancy. These, In fact, the character, I'm watching the dragon creature that I'm fighting right now in this video. He's not even animating. He's just stretching no, he's up bouncing. and down like a... Uh, yeah, they're stretching and squashing the, the character. Yeah, this is a built-in... Uh, just like morphing it, yeah. Which I don't, I don't love that because it feels kind of paper, like everything's made out of paper. Right. And actually, you want to make a cool game with a cool visual aesthetic? Make one look like Little Big Planet style, like paper or Yoshi's uh, Twisted Tail mm-hmm. or whatever the hell that thing's called, where everything looks like it's made right. out of cardboard and, and crate paper and oh, stuff. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Like, that's that. I, I, I'm not complaining about that thing. I'm just saying, well, all right, this is supposed to be this super powerful fire mage versus a horrible under, underground demon. And right. they're just very basic. <laughs> You know, again, it's a nice. They have, they have gone a step further than Slay the Spire, absolutely. But none of these games seem to have a really great artist on staff, <laughs> and, and this or, or animator, I should say. And and right. this gets a little closer. Anyway, that's nitpicking. Gameplay is where it's at. Oh. Card play where it's at. So check it out. See what you think. You know, I'll tell you what. If Blizzard and there's and there's reason to believe that their new expansion coming out for Hearthstone in a couple of weeks. Um, by most accounts of those who have played it, their new single-player stuff is basically Slay the Spire with Hearthstone cards. Hmm. That's very interesting to me. Like, I will probably crack open Hearthstone again and play it. But if it's just 
another kind of empty single-player mode without much in the way of rewards or purpose uh, or compelling gameplay. And then it's and it, its job is just to keep me there to play the regular game of Hearthstone. I'll probably back out again because I don't care about Hearthstone. It's not interesting to me. It's not fun to me. And none of the games like it are fun to me. This is not a knock against Hearthstone. It's a knock against genres I don't like. But this like. genre, I like. Okay? Deck of Ashes. Badass. You should uh, check it out. Uh, Slay the Spire already released and out there. And again, on mobile, the one I would, I think the one to play right now, it's the one I'm enjoying the most is this uh, Pirates Outlaws. It's really good. All right, Brian. Scott. Tell me about Niche. It's niche. Oh, niche. I always niche, say niche. Whatever you want to say, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I picked this up on the tip, a hot tip from my uh, son, Drew. He said, Dad, I said, what? He said, "On the Humble Bundle Strategy Bundle has a really cool game, and he, I usually go full in wherever I do the 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 Humble Bundles. I always go the fifteen dollar route." But he said, "Nah." He said, "Just spend a dollar and get a niche." It was the only thing that was worth really having. He said in that in that bundle. He said, "I was kind of shocked." He said, "He played tons of it." He came over, he showed me what how to play it. I'm enjoying it. You were talking about action points. This game is all about the action points. Uh, you are you are creating or evolving. Uh, either feline or canine animals. I think both. Uh, it's it's kind of like this weird mix. But what you're doing is you're you're starting from uh, one animal and then meeting other animals as you're traveling through these islands uh, that are usually full of trees and other other obstacles. Uh, and you try to run across other animals that you can mate with. Hmm. And when you mate, uh, you take a look at the statistics on each of the uh, the characters, and there's like this like this DNA uh, strip of genetics that kind of intertwines, and you can look at the two characters and and kind of predict or guess uh, what's going to come out. And of course, uh, certain traits are going to be more favorable to survival because this is a survival game at its heart. So I don't know if you'd, I, it is a survival game. But I didn't really notice the survival part as much as you probably would. Because I know you don't like Don't Starve and that kind of stuff. Because you don't like surviving. It bothers you. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't anyway. bother me. It just, eh, whatever. There's certain, there's, there's implementations of that I like. This Don't Starve, I wish I liked more. I don't like that game. I wish I right, right. So, you, I, but I think you might like this. Like I said, uh, you you have your character, and he only the, the character only lives. They only live for like usually like about twenty days. So you have twenty days worth of moves. Usually, the, I think the action points start, uh, I think at like one, but then they like the very next round you get like three action points, uh, and that can also be, I think it can be modified if you get the right genetics because you can move further. So really, there's three there's three action points per character that you have, and you're generating and creating a pack of animals as you go along. Is it Pokemon like Uh, you gotta manage your animals like a bunch of Pokemon? Yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. You gotta you gotta do them like a bunch of Pokemon. They kinda look like Pokemon. I didn't think about that, but you're right. They're kinda look they're pokeyish. They're pokies. Yeah. But you're making them you're making them do the thing. They have to you have to find the what this seems to always be the case, but the female character that you uh, uh that you mate with the male character they have to make a nesting area and they have to sit there and they have little babies and every time every time something comes out it's a little bit different and it comes up with its own pre-generated name and each of the islands that you go to by the way also procedurally generated yeah Uh, so you never really land in in the same place some of the things i found interesting about the uh the gameplay when you get on an island there's usually 
there's ways to leave the island to go to more islands. And if you go left, right, you'll go to an island that is similar difficulty, meaning that it's got the same amount of resources or similar resources. If you go north, because the, the primary goal here uh, from the start is the first animal that you had uh, is, is kidnapped by a bird and is flown way, way down past a bunch of islands and is dropped off. And you're trying to get your pack uh, back to the homeland, which is north. So you go north. Always travel north, Scott. Always. In niche. Yeah. Always travel north. Okay. Can you travel back down south? It doesn't get easier. I thought that. I was like, hey, but can oh, I wait. back can down you, south? Is, easier? Are there weather changes? I noticed there's a day-night cycle, but no weather changes? Yes. Uh, there's no weather changes that I know of. Usually the environmental problems you have to worry about is uh, getting too close to, if you get too close to the, uh, a shoreline, uh, your creatures sometimes pick up uh, leeches, and then you have to have one of your other uh, animals in the pack come along and get the leech off and then if they have a healing power uh, they can also uh, lick your other animal and heal them a little bit because they don't their lifespan will be shortened Uh, there are genetic things that are beneficial like uh, if you have the jimmy legs if you get if you pick the jimmy legs you can go further i get that all the time i get jimmy legs every night i don't think it's called jimmy legs but there is there is a you can choose longer back legs and you can travel further Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's stuff like uh, you'll come across other characters who are like have ugly snout, and an ugly snout is is not as good for smelling, but you're not as likely to be attacked by uh, other animals because uh, you're ugly. Who wants to eat ugly? Right? <laughs> nobody. No. Nobody. Ain't nobody wants so, to do that. Nobody wants to do that. So you can you can make some choices uh, when you're doing this because you can do uh, like I think there's two uh, genetic modifiers you can apply to a a creature that you control and that will apply to the next role, the next uh, character that they mate with, it will hopefully prefer that genetic uh, mutation. So it's a, it's really deep, interesting game that it gets very addicting very quickly. Uh, and it, I've, I've played tons of it. Uh, Do you feel like it's, uh, is it, uh, let's say I like, um, uh, how do I put this city builders or like, that sort of thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to expand my city or whatever. Does this give you that same kind of vibe of you're managing a thing and it's growing and you're going to take a turn now and do kind of civilization right. style stuff? Is that what, it, no, is that what I'm looking no, at or no? It's probably not. It's probably the thing that you probably hate about survivals is always trying to make sure that you have the food because each night cycle, after, after each character uses up his action points, uh, you'll go into, you can choose for a night cycle. The night cycle will come over, and it will replenish everybody's action points. Uh, during that time, one day is knocked off your animals' lives. Uh, and uh, where was I going with that? I don't know. Oh, I don't anyway. know. I did the video I'm watching, the, oh, guy oh, just oh. Went, the guy just went extinct. He died. Oh, yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. And you eat food. So every night it, it consumes a certain amount of food. Like each animal consumes one food or something, I believe it is. And so the larger your pack is, the more food you got to carry for them. So I always end up staying somewhere between four and six characters because you don't want to inbreed uh, your characters because what will happen is they'll they'll become prone to getting sick. Uh, and so you have to keep like a pack that's kind of a certain size with it. And because if you get too big, you'll fail. If you get if you get too small, you'll inbreed. You don't want that. <laughs> And so, somebody and then you'll fail that. again. Somebody clip that and like, right. make a, a gif out of it <laughs> that we were just doing. That was awesome. 
so all right but i'll niche, check it out niche it's a lot of fun niche. you can get it on the uh pc uh the mac linux uh it was on the i think the strategy bundle is over on the humble bundle now but uh it, it's it's well worth i think it's usually like 10 bucks mm-hmm. on steam mm-hmm. it's well worth that i've definitely gotten 10 bucks worth of fun Ooh, i lied it's it's uh 17.99 oh, so more. i got a real good deal suck it yeah a take dollar that. take that everybody this is Right, and this is uh, this came out in 2016, and the developer was Stray Fawn Studio, mm-hmm. and I don't know what else they've done, but uh, ooh, they got a, sp- a space drone constructor. Ooh, might be seeing Scott play that sometimes in the future. Mm. Nimbatus, uh, the space drone constructor. What is it? Ooh, this looks fun. I would play oh, space I drone like constructor. That. Sure, why not? That looks cool. Yeah. If, unless yeah. it's like, uh, I'm not interested in something like that. What's that rocket launching thing where you're a bunch of gerbils or whatever? <laughs> What's it called? Kerbal Space Kerbal Program. Kerbal Space Program. Not gerbils. Yeah. Kerbals. Gerbils. Kerbals. <clears throat> but gerbils. To, uh, I don't, I like the, con- I like those in concept. I think I've just, yeah. I'm to the point in my gaming life where I'm like, I don't want to sit here and do this. <laughs> like, I don't want to sit here and go. I've got things to do. Yeah, I got stuff I got to, I got things I got to get done. Right. And one of them can't be trying 50 times over to figure out why my fuselage is making my rocket fly sideways like that's for nasa engineers not for guys like me oh good somebody captured us making our weird uh, hand gestures which is just they, oh you eureka geek in the chat room says what's with the fingerless gloves which people have noticed these are my arthritic gloves because i've got arthritis oh my gosh now that's not yeah, no, let's, so- let's 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 dispel some uh, some some myths uh, arthritis everyone thinks it's for some, it's like some old person thing it's not. If I've you had have it a, since I was 28. Yep. If you have genetic arthritic joints, you can have it as young as your early 20s. 28 mm-hmm. is very young still to be getting it. And it's kind of like me when I had cataracts. I got them in my yeah. early 40s. And you're not, you're not supposed to get those till you're like 80. And yeah, I have yeah. a genetic thing. So did you for that. So, hey, mm-hmm. we all learned something today. Sometimes you get weird stuff. I went to, uh, I, yeah, my, whenever I go to my... Uh, arthritis doctor is i will occasionally run into a couple of kids it happens it happens a lot and if you have watched the netflix uh uh the uh motley crew thing yeah oh hey, i haven't watched that yeah yet. I haven't you haven't watched that, watched that yet no. oh it's terrible I'm you should af- totally watch it i'm afraid to watch it because i i'll bet it's really bad right right yes and mine is the psoriatic arthritis type uh, unrelated things it is a it is a secondary uh, symptom of psoriasis for yeah me. yeah it's a thing man Learn, learn as you go, and here's learn, the learn, here's the learn. benefit. They actually kind of look cool, so you don't look like a, a weirdo. They look cool, and you look like you're just trying to stay They're warm. Very comfortable. Yeah. They're very comfortable, and you know, if I was if if I was playing niche right now, I would definitely choose not arthritis. No, take that out of the genetics pool. No. Yeah. No. And when I got those cataracts, they took out my crap lenses and put in robot ones. Ah. I have silicone titanium Ooh. lenses in my eyes that make it so I have. 2020 vision where i want it right here and i've never had that my entire life i'm stronger better than i was before Ooh, you're like uh i was gonna say lee majors but that was his name for a uh, fall guy right uh no wait no his real name the actor's name is name. lee majors yeah so it was, i don't right. know what his fall guy's name was was it like guy faller <laughs> it was like yeah it was like it was like it was like lee falls or something it yeah. was something <laughs> actually hold on side note for gamers at home that get eye strain that's when i had to start wearing these these are tinted I, these oh, are not yeah, actual. Yeah. These aren't branded because I because it turns out it's a big trick when they sell you hundred dollar glasses with tints on them. 
big ripoff. Yeah. Go to zenny.com. Go to zenny.com. Get a pair of just whatever pair you like. Non-prescription. Get an 80% yellow tint. Exact same functionality as a pair of $150 tint lenses. Dar- right. Do, do not be Oh, fooled. Darth Marquois. I like calling him Marquois. Darth Marquois. I love Darth Marquois. <laughs> anyway, he says Mick Mars. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, from Motley. Motley Crue has... Uh, has uh, degenerative arthritis in his back, I think, primarily oh. uh, in his hips. Oh, that's yeah. no Ooh. good. You got to be up there smoking in the boys' room, trying to move the way you need to. <laughs> that's not good. But anyway, the point is, uh, with these off, I have perfect vision here to the screen now. But because yeah. I have these new lenses and they're so clear after that surgery, screens are much brighter to me than they used to be, which is why I bought these. So they just keep me from getting any kind of, you know, Headaches from that or whatever. All right, enough old man talk. Let's move on. That's not old man talk. That's health problems. Who doesn't have a good health problem? Oh, Come on. Everyone everywhere does. All right, I'm going to talk to you about my new health problem, which is uh, playing too much uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls. This isn't an, uh, an old game, or it's not a new game by any stretch. It's a few years old. And uh, I remember back in the beta days when I played it, uh, it was real rough, had a very rough launch, had some real problems with it. Uh, the game went through all kinds of uh, herky-malurky and is now in a what I think the best it's ever been. And I actually think probably one of, and arguably, I don't know, you could argue it's the best MMO on the market. Um, now, I think I would put these, I would put this up there with WoW. Those are kind of my two go-tos. Right. Um, World of Warcraft and this. That's a safe bet. Yeah. But... Uh, I think it's more like I like the relationship between the two. When I need a break from WoW or things are getting kind of grindy over there, or there's nothing new to do, this is yeah. a great place for me to go. And when I'm tired of that and go back to WoW, it's like a nice little combination. And the other nice thing is this game is 100% free to play, but you buy the game. So you buy, I think it's 29 bucks Right now, actually, it's on sale right now. But and the version we're looking at on the stream is actually from the PS4 I'm playing on PC, so ignore that. I just This is just the video I found. Um, but uh, the PC version is what I'm playing. And um, they, some years ago or a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever it was, they added uh, to the game, uh, they call it one Tamriel update. And what mm-hmm. it did is oh, it yeah, made yeah. it so the whole world scales with you. So it doesn't matter where you go, what you're doing. You could be in a whole zone and go, man, I am sick of this freaking place. I'm going to go north to the desert and just see what's there. You can do that. And it doesn't matter whether you're level 2 or level 38 or whatever. The world will scale with you. The gear that you can get and the rewards you get will scale with you. Um, basically makes it so the entire world is is playable. Uh, you would just need to travel around and get to places. And I really like that. Some people don't like that, but I love that. Um, that's how I... I prefer that sort of thing. And I wish WoW did it throughout its entire world. I think that would be amazing if they did. Um, another game that does that is Guild Wars 2. So they're not the only ones on the market that do it. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Guild Wars 2 also pretty good. I'd put that in my top five MMOs. I, you know, ever. I never, I always meant to get it and mm-hmm. I never did. And it was the one of the things I loved about it was the fact that it was, it was not trying to charge me a monthly rate at the time. They were just like, here. Yeah, here, it. play this game. Buy this game. You know what? Same model. So those guys... Those guys use the same model these guys did. ESO launched as a subscription only at first, <clears throat> but nobody really lasts too long doing that, so they eventually uh, changed to a buy the game. And then if you want to buy some cool stuff from the store, like cosmetics or a new mount or something like that, you can do that, and that's how they make their money. 
Uh, I have it on a very reliable source. That is to say somebody who works there, that they are killing it right now and doing really well, hmm. which is good because as it turns out, ESO is really good. Uh, in fact, I'm going to say something blasphemous. I am a longtime hmm. fan of the Elder Scrolls series. I played them all. Well, I played everything from Daggerfall forward, which would I, I think that's two. I don't know what it was. Before Morrowind, whichever the okay. one before Morrowind was, I played that, played Morrowind, played Oblivion, played Skyrim to death multiple times, and now this. And as we wait for six, whatever six will be, I have been it a fan is, for a very long time. Uh, what's it called? The El, El Sawyer? Oh, they have a name? I haven't heard that. El Sawyer? Oh, yeah, the, oh no, no, no. Uh, that's, the, that's the expansion for this thing coming out. And, oh, okay. Yeah, that's an, was, elder, I, that's a, that's yeah. an ESO expansion, which is coming soon, and that will introduce a uh, uh, necromancer Ooh. class, which is super exciting to me. So anyway, uh, it is, um, it's funny. Now here's the, but this is the part I'm going to say that's, that's a little bit, uh, sacrosanct. I'm going to say a thing that's going to piss some people off. That's fine. Don't do it. Don't do it. I did an experiment where, you know what? Let me back up and tell you why I'm even playing it again. I got a hankering for it again because I finally got blades to download on my phone, which is the new Elder Scroll blades game, the mobile game that they announced last E3 and then it got delayed and now it finally came out. I won't even get into the part where I was pissed that it came down and then said, hey, wait a little longer. We'll let you know when it's ready. Like, it was funky last week. But then it finally did, and I got a chance to play with it, and I was actually pretty excited about it. And it turns out it's kind of clunky. I don't think it looks great. And there's timed chess and microtransactions and all the BS we were afraid it was going to have that they said on stage they were going to avoid all that. But now it seems like maybe they didn't avoid it. So I was annoyed, okay? So I said... I need uh, some. Avoid the noid. I said I need some good Elder Scrolls con- content. Where am I going to get that right now? Oh, there's a new expansion coming out for ESO. Let's get in there. So decided to hop in there, and I've been in there ever since all week, and I haven't been able to stop playing it. I love it. I love it. I've always loved it, but I really like it right now. And this uh, is the mobile thing you're talking about? No, no, no this, talking uh, about the PC game. Talking about ESO. Okay, so the Blades disappointed you, so you ran back to Blades. The very disappointing. Ran back to this. So that gives you a little background on that. Then I decided to do an experiment. Playing Elder Scrolls Online, let's go open Skyrim, the most recent of Elder Scrolls mainline games. Let's go into one of those and just remind myself, because our brain has a funny way of messing with us. It, it, it wants to tell us that one thing was better than another thing. And, you know, we don't really know because we're not doing real-time comparisons. So we think fondly of like an old game and then we pick it up and go, Ugh. you know, whatever game it is, not as great as we remember it. And I was worried I was having some of that with this. So... I fired up Skyrim, and I played a bit of it. This right. also on the PC, mouse and keyboard, also playing ESO, mouse and keyboard on the PC. And I think Elder Scrolls Online is the better Elder Scrolls game right now. Even if really? you don't, you strip away all the multiplayer aspects of an MMO. Right now, I'm just playing solo anyway. I'm in, I'm in a guild, but I haven't really done much with a guild yet. But strip away all that stuff, which exists in the game, for sure. There's battlegrounds and all that fun stuff. But if you strip all that away, it's just tons of quests and voiceover and story and places to visit and stuff to discover and dungeons to clear out. And all the things I like about Elder Scrolls games are... You're getting me excited about Elder Scrolls again. I haven't played it in so long. And you know I'm a big Bethesda fan. I love those guys anyway. But I ah, you're making me sick. Well, they're having a rough year. They, you know, Soldier 76... uh, the other one. Outlets, out, out, 
Oh my gosh, I can't say words. Fallout. Fallout 76 was not the biggest hit in the world and then still kind of sucking for a lot of people. Not everybody, some people love it. That's not what I'm saying. So if I if I get back if I get back into Elder Scrolls online, yeah. which I never got I never got too deep anyway. Yeah. Am I gonna am I gonna guild up with you? Yeah, get are in you there. gonna are you gonna are you gonna abandon me and be like, I'm playing War of Warcraft again, Brian? Well here's the other thing. It's it's one big world server. So you just get in and we're in the same world. There's no which what realm are you on or any of that crap, except for if you're oh. EU versus EU versus uh US or I think the I think the console versions are also separated. But right. the Mac Mac PC people are all in the same world. Yeah, I'm going to go region. Mac PC. With Elder Scrolls, I'm definitely going to go that route. Yeah, uh, but even so, if you don't do have I... all the expansion content, you could get in now, and you and I could play 100%. And if we played together, and you're way low, and I'm like, I think my Dragon Knight I'm working on right now is like level 27 or something, you could right. start at a level 1, and I could still team up with you, and we could still quest in it at scale. I'm trying, to remember what, I'm trying to remember which ones I have, but I can, on uh, Steam, I can... I can get the standard edition for nine ninety nine, which is on sale right now until April the eighth. Got a little bit longer, uh, or I can uh, I can purchase pre purchase uh, the new expansion and pick up almost all of them. It looks like I'm trying to see. Uh, it's got some chapters missing some. Well, there's DLC and then there's expansions. Right. The yeah. expansions are single. You know that that's how you get the new content, the new land masses, all of that, just like you do with. What's it like? It's actually it's I'm a lot like some hand. I'm going to need some hand-holding in the chat room. What do, what do I need to get? Well, look. Here's what you need to get. Get that $10 one to see how you feel about everything. Because <laughs> the rest of it, because if you're going to go deeper, it's just easy to add it on. It's no big deal. Yeah, you're right. You do yeah. it right in the game, for heaven's sakes. Um, but I'm oh. having... and So so anyway, this is the, what I learned from that comparison. Skyrim, it's old now, so I'm not saying this is something they can't make better in six hopefully they will but skyrim in a lot of ways doesn't hold up as well as we all think it does it's kludgy the combat mm. sucks uh it feels really uh janky in a lot of ways um there's still uh, game destroying bugs in it all these years later despite millions of patches including third-party fan patches um you can mod it to death and do all kinds of cool stuff that's one nice feature of skyrim of course is all the modding but at the end of the day, it's there's some things in it that are just they're like, oh my gosh, really? This takes what? How long to do that? Now, like it's it's just not as clean and perfect as we all remember. It's an amazing game. Don't get me wrong, one of the greatest of all time. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you want to play them, I I think the best overall Elder Scrolls experience available right now in 2019, I think it's the MMO. And that's controversial. I know that. That's okay. And people can tell me why I'm wrong. It's fine. I don't mind. Oh, you're so wrong. But that's it immediately made me want to get out and go back to playing ESO because it feels funky in the in the old right. engine. It just feels funky. And this feels alive and updated and they're always working on it and they improve it all the time. And if you want to have a first person sword swinging same experience as you had in, in Elder Scrolls five skyrim you can it's there it's all there but you can also zoom out a little third person uh view you can uh you know all that stuff and if all you cared about was finding new places experiencing new content and doing quests and talking to npcs and having them run around with you and accomplish goals that's all in there and everything's voiced that's why that game that client's like almost 100 gig or something 
Um, but there's all this client voice, or sorry, um, a VO for everything you do. Every character you talk to, there's VO. There's no text. Right. Re- I mean, there's text there if you want, but they'll talk to you. Still can skip it if you want to, but um, the mounts are really cool. The just uh, the feeling I get in there is so Skyrim and so Elder Scrolls. A lot of Morrowind uh, vibe because I'm in kind of that area right now, uh, talking to Vivek and all those people. And it's just something about that world that really sucks me in. The music is just spot on. Like, it's totally my jam. And I really like it. So this is me selling you guys a bill of goods. I think that if you've already got it in your libraries and you just never really gave it a, a full swing, go check it out. If not, it's for t- it's 10 bucks right now. It's stupid cheap <coughs> to get into the basic game. And like I said, you can play anywhere, anytime, because the one Tamriel thing means the whole world scales with you. You're not... You're not going to walk into an area where it's like, oh, everything's 50 levels higher than me. I'm going to die immediately. It doesn't happen. It's not, it doesn't exist in this game. You just have this sort of purity of go where you want, when you want. The, the fights are challenging. The, the enemies are challenging. You still need to be smart about what you're doing. There's plenty of multiplayer content if you so desire, but there is a mountain of single-player-focused stuff in here, and I like it a lot mm, well i am about to click buy right now get it and we'll play i'm serious doing it add to cart done yep. we're playing we're playing let's Personal play steam right now yeah sales tax will be calculated what sales tax i'm out remove yeah i'm watching this person play on a controller or play oh that's the other thing is you're gonna want to change it well whatever i'm talking to this guy as if i can he's listening but the guy who made this video is dumb <laughs> anyway you're not good buddy uh Anyway, I like it a lot. And so some people can go I'm down with that. People can go, hey, uh Skyrim's more than eight years ago. It was ten years ago. It came out in twenty eleven. Wow, is it that old? It, I I recently went back to Skyrim and I thought just I just kind of peeked in. I'm like, I'm like, did I do something wrong? Because the graphics don't look as good as I remember. Well and uh yeah, they I don't. didn't play very long. If you play the there's the the enhanced edition uh right. version of Skyrim, which looks a lot better. Still not it's it's fine, okay. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not it's not modern day good, and and I'm I'm as excited as the next fifty guys about what's got what uh, Elder Scrolls Six would be. I don't know. Nobody knows because there's you know there's nothing to show yet. But I'm really excited about the future of it. Uh, I'm a little worried because Bethesda lately's been a little bit weird with their mainline stuff, and you know they turned Fallout into a weird multiplayer base building thing. I'm not sure that's what I want out of the future of their games. I would really rather for six be a, I want it to be a robust single player focused, huge world RPG. Like we're used to getting from those games and we don't know until that comes out and that's exciting. And that's all great. I'm just saying, wait, 2019, 2011, that's not eight years. That's nine years. Well, it's according to what part of the year you're in. Well, all right. In November, it'll be nine years, right? It may as well be nine years. When did it launch? It may as well be. Yeah. Plus, they've got that that science fiction game they they teased. I don't remember Textfire what it's called. It's um, I forgot. Spaceman or something. <laughs> Whatever it is. Spaceman. Elder Scrolls Online now in my Steam library. Uh, so it will not download now because that would Starfield wreck my bandwidth. Starfield. That's the name. Uh, yeah, don't download it now, but we, we, we should play. And you should get in there and make you know whatever who, character you Starfield, want. Starfield hates hates Mondays but loves lasagna. Of course they do. Of course. Mm. Are you kidding me? Um, all right. 
That's all I'm going to say there. I know it's a hard sell for some people that are just like, it should never have been an MMO. Pull your head out of it a little bit and look at it with a broader, I don't mean that in a rude way. Just broaden your perspective on it, pull the camera out a little bit and go, what do we actually have here? And what you have here is a huge piece of content that you don't have to pay a dime for on a monthly basis if you don't want to. There are, there are right. advantages to doing their plus membership, like you get all the DLC just immediately, you get some those crown things every month for free, so you can just buy stuff without ever spending real money on it. So basically, it just becomes like playing WoW or whatever, where you have just full access to, to way more of everything. But the game game, the game itself, is there for nothing a month, like Guild Wars. Nothing just, a month. You, you buy the game, and you get if you want the expansion, great. If you don't, don't get it, but you play the game. And there's no $15 sticking away in your head going, oh, i got to play all the time, or else I'm not getting my $15 worth. That doesn't exist in this game. I like how they do it. So there you go. All right. Brian, whoop, where'd he go? He took off. I'm here. Oh. I was just leaning over to grab something. <laughs> I was trying to get my head out of my ass as you asked me too nicely. Yeah, you did a good job. And uh, that was yeah, just that was just poor timing on my part. Hey, <laughs> tell me about Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Holy, holy throwback. What is this? Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. PlayStation. He's it's a, this is the PS1 version. I most uh, I think I, I best remember the one on the uh, Dreamcast, but uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command was this this 2D animation uh, movie that turned into a TV series based off the Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I got a, I got a hankering for a hunk of cheese when I had my PlayStation Classic, and I kind of went through the games, and I was like, you know what I really miss? I miss some of these those uh, 2000 era games that were you know, more like Disney properties and that kind of stuff. And so I picked one up. I was like, I was, I was kind of pleasantly surprised that this was only $9 and 99 cents. Hold on. Before uh, you say anything, can I yell at the chat room? I just realized something. Yeah, do it. It's 11 years since Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim was 20. Oh, you know what? I keep thinking it was 2008, (laughs) not 2011. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Buzz Lightyear. You went and bought it. You got it for cheap. Here he is. I got it for cheap off Amazon. And don't you remember these uh, PlayStation games or it had the black CDs? Oh, I actually had some like that had the where you write to. I always thought that was cool. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I picked this up off that. And you say, Brian, you can't put disc. You can't put a disc into your PlayStation classic. You're right. I can't. But I can take this game uh, and somewhat legally uh, rip it off uh, (laughs) image burn into a bin Q file. Yeah. Or at least, I no, feel, that's I feel totally legal. What it. you're talking about is totally legal. You, you're fine. Right. You're fine. So I did that. I created a BenQ file, and then I said, I can't wait to play this on my PlayStation Classic. Fast forward two days later. Why can't I play Buzz Lightyear on my PlayStation Classic? I'm trying to do everything you're telling me to do, you stupid people. Mm. Uh, so... Did you not the hack it properly or something? Is, you didn't. You didn't. Well, hack it? It, the the problem is that there, we are in a transition apparent a transition. St- stage apparently that i was not familiar with Mm. so all the all the articles i was reading how to how to do this using bleem sync uh was to uh you know all the directions from december of 2018 oh totally wrong i mean not even close they've totally revamped everything everything and then i went to the bleem uh bleem sync uh, GitHub page, and I tried to read their instructions there, and it was, mm. it was, woo. I'm like, you don't, what are you talking about? This is not even close to the things that I was trying to do. So they've totally changed up something. Uh, and I spent a couple of days trying to figure that crap out and getting totally frustrated, so angry. And uh, finally, 
I, I uh, actually ran across a good thread on Reddit and they were saying, oh yeah, I use uh, AutoBleam and that was way easier. Oh my God, I was, I was playing within five minutes. Wow. I was just like, yeah. So it's super easy. You don't really have to mod anything. You just, you just, uh, you just go to GitHub, get your, your clone on and you put, you, you put it on your USB drive, you stick it into port two mm -hmm. after you name the USB disc Sony and you stick it in there, and you put your little bin Q files in there, and bibbity babbity boop, you're playing Buzz Lightyear, <coughs> and you realize you've wasted three days. This game sucks. I was gonna say how how much work <laughs> did it take for you to play this horrible old game? Is it a good? Uh, it was, I mean, I remember people being kind of fond of it at the time. Right. Oh, yeah. It was uh, for a, for a know, licensed game. For a licensed game, it wasn't the worst thing you could right. spend your money on. Yeah, it was, it was, oh, it was, you know, it's very, you know, very iffy on the polygon count. I mean, everything looks, looks jagged and it's just, it's hard to really tell what you're looking at sometimes. And it's a totally different experience. Uh, it's four by three aspect ratio, even on my widescreen. Uh, but I did find a little bit of joy, but the joy that I was having was, was being frustrated because I was using the, the PlayStation Classic controllers, which was PS1. You didn't have analog sticks. You just got the, oh, you know, got your little thumb buttons mm -hmm. yeah and, you, and you're and you're kind of going back and forth and it's hard to steer a first person kind of game it's really more like a third person but it, you, it's the same idea and uh it's really kind of hard to steer them because when you're trying to aim at something you know you you're 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 facing them but so then you go okay i need to go to the right just a little bit to to shoot this guy and you just go vloom, and next mm -hmm. suddenly you're 90 degrees off and like what happened mm -hmm. Boom, try to come back and it's it's really hard to uh uh, to to get what you need, and oh my God, back back in two thousand, yeah. they must have thought it was the best thing ever to have loading screens because oh my God, there's so many loading screens. Yeah, and uh, it's this weird this weird mix of uh, of cut scenes with uh, scenes from like quick time movies mm -hmm. from uh, from the Toy Story series, which had you know it looks totally different than the two D animation from Buzz Lightyear of Star Command series. And uh, then they got some computer-generated uh, animated scenes, so it's just all over the place. But for some reason, I still had fun. Mm. I still had fun. I, it's mostly nostalgia, I think. Yeah, that's okay though. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, we well, were we were talking about whether or not you could successfully have any fun anymore in an old PS One game, and and you had a little fun. So I had, and I had just about as much fun as you would think. However, I was like. I sure it was a lot of trouble. Mm. And uh, so I said, let me see what I can do with my uh, RetroPie. And, and that was just, because I already had the BenQ files anyway. Yep. And uh, it, was so, <laughs> it was so simple, and it run way better yeah. on, uh, on, my, on my Raspberry, yeah. on my Raspberry Pi. Uh, and it, I also, just, I just for funsies, I threw it on my, my uh, 2011 Mac, uh, just iMac, just to see what it would do. And the, uh, the Emu uh, emulator, yeah. uh, work great. Yeah. Work great. Look, Be better look, than, uh, so this is amazing to think about the actual PlayStation hardware yeah. for its retro games equivalents is poopy at playing the retro games. Right. And that's one of the things that people were having problem with this, uh, PlayStation console. Cause they were asking $99 originally, which mm -hmm. was even higher than the Nintendo version, yeah. but the quality was not comparable. And uh, so they've dropped it down to about 40 bucks. And that's about how much it's worth uh, because it probably performs close to a Raspberry Pi, which is how much you can get a Raspberry Pi for. There you go. Yeah. Well, rush right out and get yourself a copy of Buzz Lightyear's but, of Star Command. 
Yeah, but if you do do this, like I said, don't don't mess with Bleem Sync right now. I'm not saying it won't be the winner in the long run. Go for the Auto Bleem. It is so much easier. So much easier. Get your Auto Bleem on, son. Auto Bleem. Okay, quick note. I'm not going to talk much about it because I haven't hardly cracked it, but uh, I picked up Tropico 6. I just haven't had time for mm-hmm. it yet. So next week, I hope to talk a little bit about my impressions of Tropico 6. I like that city building series, and I suspect I will like this one as well. So there's that. Although the word is, the word on the street is that it's a perfectly good entry and a beautiful one at that of the Tropico games. The downside Mm -hmm. from what I hear is that it doesn't do anything super new. I think I'm okay with that, though, because what I want is good old fashioned Tropico. And I think I have a good chance of getting that. So we'll like see. Tropical series. But I did get yeah, it. I'm I just have time to mess with it. Oh, and we got that bundle we talked about, the Fanatical bundle. You and, you and I both yeah. picked that up. Um, yeah. I played like everything in there. Five bucks or something? Yeah, it was five bucks. Uh, and I played almost everything in there. What I'm going to do is narrow down maybe a couple of them that I really want to focus on, and then I'll mm-hmm. I'll work with you to, to make that so that each of us are trying different things. And then we should That'd come back great. next week and say which ones we liked out of that bundle because it's easy to get lost in there. There's so many little weird games yeah. in it. Fanatical does has been doing really well lately. Um, sometimes they'll have dry runs where there's not a lot of good indie games that they're they're putting out there. Sometimes you only have one game in a bundle that's worth anything. Uh, but these last couple of weeks, they've really been really been kicking it strong. Yeah, and that's a really good bundle. Uh, all right, let's move on to a little game we call Guess My Game. Oh wait, that's not guess it. it. Oh yeah, it is. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> all right, uh, it's where we guess each other's game based on a simple audio file that each of us have dug up since the last we spoke. Uh, I'll begin, as is, is the tradition here. I'm going to play you a snippet, and you see if you can tell me what it is. And I'll just give you a hint, Brian. You have been talking about the platform it was most famously on a lot lately. Let's just say that, okay? That may be a hint or it may not be, but here you go. Sounds like a Commodore 64 chip of some sort. Ooh, you're right about platform. Well done. Can you get closer to the bone on the game? Whoops. Let me try it again. It definitely sounds like some kind of collecting game, like you're collecting something. Let's just say this game came out, as, I think, as a, as a answer to or a competition with the original Donkey Kong. I think they were trying to capture some of that, but it was just for these PC folks, people at home on their computers, not console gamers. And it was a right. not a. I know what you're talking about, and I cannot think of the game. It's tricky, right? Anyone in the chat? Let's see if they've got it. What is it? No one in I the chat. I can see the graphics. Nobody in the chat seems to know. The game is Hard Hat Mac. Ah. Do you remember that? I re- I don't even recall it being called that. I thought it was Hard Hat Henry. Hard no, that's not it. That's, hat the, that's the thing. Mac. Let me let, let me see if I can. Hard. That. That's probably right. Yeah. Let's see. There it is. Apple II had it. Uh, they had it on the the Commodore 64. They had it on uh, maybe a Tandy version of it. There was it was very popular in that kind of era of stuff. The Atari computers and all that. Um, chat room. You can see video near, here now. I'm showing you what you were hearing before is literally this mat or this level. Um, this might actually be the Apple version. It is the Commodore version had more animation. Ah, there it is. Yes, I recognize this. I actually, I think I never had this on the Commodore sixty four, but I used to play it on the Apple in the computer lab at school. Yeah, that's what I played. I had it on an Apple IIe, which is what we had at the house. 
Um, mm -hmm. Primarily what you had to do on each level. And they had a lot of different level types, which I thought that was pretty cool. You had some dude that was after you all the time. Some kind of zombie man, or I don't know what he was. Some kind of creature. And your goal was to go seal up, uh, grab all these like steel beams, stick them into the ground, and then rivet them in before he ever caught you. Some levels had elevators and other things you had to do. You had to avoid certain... Uh, you know, certain things crushing you and stuff like that. Um, but it was very much like, yeah, Donkey and, Kong. That's, that's, yeah. And I think how they got away with it was to make him like a riveter mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, that's why he's riveting these, you know, these beams together. Mm -hmm. They're not like Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Except it is. And I play, it's totally is. And I played <laughs> the hell out of this when I was on that. I mean, I was probably 11. I was a, yeah. just a kid, but I remember thinking this was the greatest video game invention of all time at the time i thought it was man really you you kids we you used to kids. call it the computer lab that's right you don't even know what you got now you with your with your whatnot all right brian i'm gonna play yours let's see if we can figure it out you ready let's do it i have no let's idea what this is C64 also? No, this is older than the C64. Alright. Not much older. That sounds very Atari to me. Is it Atari? It is it is absolutely Atari. That yeah, noise. Yeah. That which that gives it away for sure. Alright. Uh also this is based on a uh, a cartoon property. Well, is that why Might the song's familiar? On your, what's that? That's why the song yeah, actually, is familiar? The, actually the opening song was spot on. Uh, but I cut it because I didn't want you to guess it too quickly because it would have been just a dead giveaway. Hmm. Uh, but it was based on the Saturday morning cartoon. Might you have saw it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, it kind of having like a pitfall kind of vibe to it. Uh, and this was recommended to me by the, some of the some of the people in my uh, in the in the in the Discord. Uh, they said you ought to do this Midwest Mint, yeah. and uh, I wanted it was. Was it and Taz the Man? Those guys were talking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that towards Scott and see what he thinks." So, uh, little blue people That's, on Atari. Oh, uh, 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 one of them had no pants. Um, <laughs> one of them had no pants. <clears throat> the the well, hold on. Uh, the 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 Smurfs. Smurfs. The Smurfs. Oh my Smurf. lord! It's funny. Smurfette had the top but no bottoms. Yeah, that's right. She, she was did. she was free to, she was free down there. What a hippie! Was this uh, a ColecoVision game or an Atari? Maybe it was both. No, no, it's Atari Smurf Rescue Smurf. in Gargamel's Castle. I don't know why we needed the Rescue in Gargamel's Castle, but uh, this French cartoon, uh, Come America. Oh, apparently was, this uh, is they have a weird. version on. Uh, they did make a Coleco version of it, but it's oh, just, sure it's like did. the same. Oh yeah. wow, look at this! It's actually kind of cool animated. It's, it's neat looking, and I actually play. I've played uh, this for old school back in the day when we were doing uh, uh, the final score at one point in time. Oh, I don't remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time ago. What are these scores on the ground for? The two hundred. That's weird. I'm not sure what he's doing. Just walking to the side. That's Azriel. 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 That's a, was he a was he a dude? That was the name of the cat. Oh, the cat. Right. Who was the shithead guy in charge? Who was like the. The, Papa Smurf? No, <laughs> no, like the Bra bad oh, guy. Bra Bra Brainy Smurf, who was always second in charge. Is that what you're talking about? No, the oh Gargamel. 
Is oh, the yeah, Gargamel. Bad guy, yeah, bad bad guy. Guy. It's Gargamel's castle, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Gargamel created Smurfette to tempt the Smurfs so he could make them in his pie. Hold on a minute. Tempt them with what? That's tempt a... them with her sexual wiles uh-huh. because there were no lady Smurfs until Gargamel formulated Smurfette. Ugh, really? Is that really how that yeah. went? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. One Smurfette lady for all 50 of those little horn doggers? That's right. But only only uh, Brainy Smurf wasn't getting any. I think Hefty Smurf was uh, was the man of action. <laughs> Hefty Smurf. Hefty Smurf. All right, I'm going to look at this. So the chat room says the Atari version looks totally different than this one I'm showing. So oh, I'm look at it real quick. interesting. Maybe I grabbed the wrong video. Uh, here it is. Oh, no, that's oh, different. No, it just guessed. looks so my, much my worse. Was, yeah, my audio was from the, the Atari one. Yeah, no, they're... They are right. It's <laughs> Atari. Oh, poor Atari, dude. Poor like, Atari. they try so hard. They just it can't. didn't look even close. Yeah, it's not even close. That that Coleco version one made this look like somebody's butthole fell apart. This is really much better. <laughs> or much worse. Okay. Good comparison. Anyway, boy, I forgot how cool the Coleco was for its time. That thing was rad. Yeah, I got a Coleco in the house right now I need to, to bring out. I don't know what I'd hook it up to, but uh, I've got it. These jumps don't look right. He's too floaty. Something's wrong with the jump. Look at that. That's just wrong. Uh, well, all right. This has been a good walk through memory lane, as it always is. Uh, well done, everybody. We're going to get to an email uh, and a phone call today. And the email came to us at boopshow at gmail.com. The phone call came to us at 801 and I have one to play here today that is just really weird, and I can't wait to get to it. But before that, the emails. Uh, Feltel50 wrote in. Says, hi, guys. Love the show. Do you guys think we are at peak indie games, or is it going to grow or maybe decline? Curious what you think. Thanks, Feltel50. Well, Feltel50. Um, I mean, it's easy to look at the how the dearth of indie product right now and go, man, it's never going to get better than this, but I'll bet it just keeps being cool. I'll bet, I'll bet the indie market just keeps getting radder and radder and cooler and cooler. The more, the more, uh, platforms become available, the simpler they are to develop for. I don't foresee any slowdown. Right. As long, as long as the market, as long as there's marketplaces for these things, uh, like steam is just, you know, huge for the indie game market. And as long as they're on top, I don't see why anything would change there. Uh, I I personally, you know, there'll be a little ebb and flow. I think, I, but I do think right now is almost a golden age of indie games. It's pretty close, if not. Dear. Agreed. I think we're having, we are definitely having a, a moment, but I don't think there's any reason to think it'll decline. I think it will probably only grow. Um, and, you know, mainstream platforms that usually avoided this kind of stuff or didn't have the same openness to them the PC does, you're starting to see that change. Like Nintendo is nuts about uh, indies on their platform like mm-hmm. just about every cool indie you can get on steam is also coming out on switch or is on switch so i think that that's a good sign i think whatever next generation we see from sony and microsoft be it cloud or otherwise we'll have a big focus on indie games and uh, you can bet that google stadia stuff will have plenty of indie content on it i guarantee it uh, i guarantee it. or for that matter that apple game subscription thing for a bunch of games we don't even know what they are yet those are going to be lots of indie titles so keep your eyes open son uh another email uh andrew bailey wrote in says i thought you this would make a good boop show discussion it's about the guy that got 20 years for swatting that other guy and the cop shot the dude and killed him 
Uh, swatting is the most hideous freaking thing ever anywhere of all time, and I hate it. And I think I kind of I feel like saying a little bit of good riddance to this dude. I don't like look, I'm not one to pile on to people that have been condemned by the legal system for whatever heinous thing they did. But I in particular think swatting is really, really just well, yeah, it's, it's one thing is under the is, table thing you could do to somebody. It is. And it was such a so immature. If you haven't read the story, the story itself is 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 an interesting look at how swatting definitely goes wrong. Uh, and the person who got shot wasn't even a, a party involved. It could have been me or you or anybody just hanging out of the house. Yep. And so th- this is good. I am glad that he at least is is getting some kind of uh, punishment for this. I think the cops uh, should how, probably get a little more scrutiny. But that's but, what I think, too. Yeah. I think it should definitely... I don't think we should just go, okay, problem solved. I think we need to look at also some other things because uh, I've been, you know, I, I hope, hope I don't offend anybody, but I, I definitely think that it's, it's good to have our police trained for high stress situations and make good ju- judgment and if they aren't trained to do that now then we need to figure out a way to make that happen or, or possible task this, this is what i say i, I think they're already trained for that kind of stuff i think they specifically need to be trained to deal with this kind of thing a fake right. call saying right. a place is a uh, whatever a, a child porn operation and get over there now and then know that this could be somebody just swatting somebody like no I don't think they even yeah. knew what that was when they got there so yeah there's a lot of questions in my mind about how you fix it I have a lot of thinking on it I know a lot of people have opinions on this I just I just hope this acts as, acts as some deterrent for those who start this sort of stuff because there's nothing about swatting that's funny there's nothing about yeah. it that's trash it's all it's shit it's a big Trash. pile. Look at this. Hand, my hands are out. Imagine a big pile of steaming hot shit in my hands. That's what this is. <laughs> gotta go wash my hands now. Uh, I gotta go wash them. I gotta make a bag of, bag of crap. That's right. Here's a phone call. Um, yeah, Sidian makes Sidian says it. Swatting is bad. Police using their authority to murder innocents, also bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Bad across the lawn there. Here's a weird call for Brian that I can't make sense of. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Do it. Um, I'm going to turn down the radio so I can hear this. This is just a weird call calling you out. I don't know what they wanted or what this was about. But here it is. Check it out. Brian, Brian, call me back. Call me back. <laughs> do it. That's it. Uh, I'll do it. I'm calling you back. I'm who, calling you back. I don't know who that was. Now, was that directly on the, was that directly on the, uh, on the boop line or was that? Well, see, that's the question because Film Sack and TMS, it could be other Brian's. Yeah, we've got, we've got other Brian's, yeah. yeah. But I, this one came via, uh, uh, at the, or the top, oh, now that, actually, actually now that you say that, I don't know if they did specify. Usually what someone will say is this is for whatever show, but they just dived right in. So it could be a different Brian, but I decided it was for you. So there you go. Well, I'm, I'm calling it back. I'm calling. Just chill out. I'll call after the show. I get their numbers. I could give it to you. Oh, you did get their numbers? Don't well, give me their numbers. I deleted it, so I don't know what it is now, but. But I do keep, uh, I do get those as part of it. I ignore them, but I do right. get their numbers. I love the insistence um, too, Brian. Brian, you know who I am. Brian, call me back. Brian, yeah, call me back. And it sounds like for a minute there sounded like a kid, but then it sounded like maybe it was a adult lady. Right. Like, I can't tell. Here's the first part's like a kid. Brian, Brian, call me back. It sounds like just some eleven year old being a dork, but then <laughs> call me back. <laughs> that laugh is very like a cute girl did it, Brian. Right. Brian, Brian, call me back. Call me. I hate it. Here's my number. Whoa, that was loud. Sorry. I didn't mean to play that. That was me. Was that me? Hold on. I hate it. Yeah, that's me. 
Um, all right. That's uh, it for your calls. Uh, <laughs> wasn't much of one, but if you want to leave us one with more words in it, you can. 801-471-0462. That's 801-471-0462. We'd be glad to take it right here on the show. And you want to send us your emails, you can. Boopshow at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Boop Show. You can find our Reddit at boopshow.reddit.com and the show at frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. Uh, Brian, you got anything else you want to mention? Anything else going on? Any final hot words for the listeners at home? Sure. Smurfette, get your act together. Mm, get some pants. Put on some pants. It's not that hard, man. Just go put on some pants. Smurf pants. I know. At least get some get some jeggings. Come on. What are jeggings? I don't know what that is. <laughs> is that a thing? I like that. Isn't that the blue jean stretchy pants? I don't know. I've uh, never heard of those. I think that's what it's called. Jenkins. I've heard of jean. I've heard perfect. of uh, genties. Uh, have you heard of these? Gen- we talked about on I TMS. Have not heard of genties. They're on TMS today. They're uh, pants or sorry, jeans that are cut short and tight like a pair of panties. Ah. So they call them janties or genties, like panties. Oh, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? You <laughs> like that? Something about I, blue jeans should not be. They should not make it above like mid thigh they should never go above mid thigh yeah you know what they should call them trousinis trousinis like a bikini but trousers but so trousini yeah. that's pretty French good cut trousinis it mm, <laughs> sounds like good i'll i'll have that bring that out on a plate sounds like yummy food at a french restaurant mm. all right we're done with the show thank you all for being here it's been a pleasure and we look forward to seeing you all next week when we do it again right here on the boop show goodbye This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam.